just did. But I want to I want to touch base on just something real quick. Last week we talked about connectivity. Okay, we talked about connection and connecting with people. That's something that God wanted us to do. He wants us to do. It's his plan for us is to have relationship not only with him, but with each other. Okay, I tell you, that's why he used the vehicle of the cross. Okay, was because he wanted to reflect that God does everything with purpose. Nothing that he does is without purpose. It's always purpose filled. Everything that you see, if they give somebody's name, they did it with purpose. If they didn't give somebody's name, they did it with purpose. Okay, there's something significant in everything that God does. And for us to go through this, we could go through one verse and take the rest of eternity and still not exhaust that one verse. Did you know that? And so I want us to 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 remember that connectivity was not just a message from last week. And now we've moved on. Connectivity was not just the message from last week and now we've moved on. We've got to continue to connect with people, to love on people, to build relationships with people, not only in this place, but outside of this place, because that's God's plan and purpose. Amen. Amen? Any message that we give, let me make sure I stress this, guys. It's not over. Once I say amen, you're dismissed. The whole point of that is to 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 find a way to weave it, interweave it into your daily activity, into your life. The whole point of coming together is to be uh, uh, life changing. Amen. And so uh, uh, I don't want us to stop fellowshipping with loving on spending time with building relationships with people. It is crucial. It is a major part of what Jesus did. If we're going to do what Jesus did, that's what he did. And the Pharisees, the religious people of the day, hated him for that. They wanted to be an elite, special group that you had to have uh, special privileges to be a part of when Jesus was making it available for all. And sometimes we do that when we spend time and we say, hey, this is my this is my click. And we lose the ability to love on all. I I want us to keep going because the next part of doing what Jesus did is taking us back to John four again, because uh, I think this week and the week following Harvest Festival, we're going to be in John four again. It's just a lot in here. And I told you that when we read it last week. But I want us to start at John four. John chapter four, verse twenty one, we're going to read through twenty four. Okay, Because I want you to get something and we got to deal with this. It's something that when you talk about people run from because people are afraid of or don't understand. And I want us to deal with a little bit of that today and try to continue to deal with that as we go on. Uh, John. Chapter four and verse 21 says this. Jesus saith unto her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the father. Ye worship, ye know not what we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers. Does that include you? Does that include you? Shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him for God is spirit 
and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He says this so many times. God is spirit. We must worship in spirit and in truth. True worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. One of the things that I found that the church is so today is so afraid of talking about is spirit. We don't want to deal with spirit because immediately everybody thinks Holy Spirit and we're going to tongues. And let me tell you something. Tongues is a vital part. Jesus commanded us. He said those that follow all of us that believe these signs shall follow them that believe all that believe. It's not just a gift of the spirit. It is a manifestation of the spirit is tongues. So I'm talking about it. So if you're uncomfortable, too bad. Okay, but here's the thing is that there is a a gift of tongues as well as a manifestation of tongues that comes from the spirit. And Jesus tells us, and we talked about this last time, it's expedient that I go away so you can have spirit. And if Jesus needed spirit, you need spirit. Right. Because guess what? You are a spirit. We're going to talk about that. So there are two sides of doing what Jesus did. The first side that we've been talking about for some quite some time is the truth side, which equals the word, which equals Jesus. We know John 17, 17. Right. Do you guys remember that? Pastor said that a lot of times that needs to be something that's starting to get etched in your heart. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Okay, if that's not etched in your heart, make that your make that your memory verse for the week. Come on, man. Y'all here. I know it's warm because the heat is on and man, I am burning up. I'm already sweating. But I'm telling you. Get make sure you grab that verse. OK, sanctify them through that truth. That word is true. Then John 1 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then in 14, it says and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. OK, so it's showing us that truth, which is the word, is Jesus. OK, so there's the first side of it. It's Jesus. But then there's the second side, because we talked about they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So there's spirit that must be taking place. And there's that part. The second side is spirit. Let's look at Luke. Uh, we read this last week. I'm going to go back again. Luke three twenty two talks about when the Holy Spirit, Jesus was baptized and the spirit of God descended on him as a dove. And God said, this is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased or thee I am well pleased. Right. And then in uh, Luke four and 18, then Jesus goes over. He gets the book from the from the minister and he reads the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. Right. I know I'm going fast, but these are verses we've already done. You guys should have them from last week. You've been taking notes. Remember, Pastor asked you to take notes. Right. Get out your phone. Take notes in your notes. Because you want to be able to look at this again and you want to be able to go back and figure out what pastor was talking about. Because if you're going to live this life, you've got to begin to get it in. Jesus came and he taught them. He taught them. Why was he teaching them? Because he had to exchange their old life for the new one. Come on, guys, you remember this now. Come on. The first message he preached was, hey, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Right. Change how you think so you can receive what I'm bringing. All right. I'm trying to get through this because I want to get somewhere today. 
And so he does this and he talks about the spirit of being upon him. That's why in Acts one, go to Acts one. Jesus began to say this as he's leaving Acts chapter one. I keep jumping over. Acts chapter one, verses four and five. Jesus says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them. He didn't ask them. He didn't say if you could, if you got time. If you got a minute, if you think about it, if you feel good about it, if you're even concerned about it, if you think you should. No, he didn't ask that. He commanded them, right, that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise, promise keeper. Remember that uh, of the father, which he which saith he, ye have heard of me for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. Okay, and then in eight, verse eight, he says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. So he's telling us that spirit is crucial. He commands them to wait for spirit to come on their life because it is just as vital as truth. Forgive me, God. He is just as vital as truth. Okay? Just as important as Jesus is, Holy Spirit is. But because we don't understand Holy Spirit, because our eyes cannot see Holy Spirit, then what happens to us is we push Holy Spirit off because we're saying, I can't prove Holy Spirit. But Jesus says, I'm commanding you that you wait on him because he is crucial to your life. Just like the disciples walked with Jesus and were taught by Jesus. When we walk with Holy Spirit, we are taught by Holy Spirit. And this is important for us as believers. Now, uh, uh, um, Hosea 4 and 6 says this. What does it say? Does anybody know what that says? Anybody just guess? Okay, good. It's not up there yet. He can't cheat. Hosea 4, 6. Does anybody have a clue what it says? It says, my people are destroyed or they perish for the lack of knowledge. Information in this age is readily available, but the church is still perishing because they don't have knowledge. They're destroyed because they don't understand their own kingdom. And they're walking around and they're pushing Holy Spirit off and they're talking about Jesus, who is vital. Holy Spirit is always going to lead us back to Jesus. But if we don't understand his importance in teaching us in revealing about Jesus, then we'll miss out on all the things that needs to be heard. Do you understand that? And so people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. We don't understand spirit. First thing is, did you know that you are a spirit? You're not a natural being except you're trapped in a natural body. And your natural body is decaying from the moment that you come in. From the moment that you're birthed through the, out of the womb into the earth, your body is decaying because it is natural, but your spirit is eternal. Your spirit will live on, whether in heaven or hell. That's why Jesus says, receive me and what I have done. So you cannot take an eternity away from me, but you can have an eternity with me. Because you are spirit beings, but you don't understand that you too, you put too much emphasis on flesh. 
You have strengthened your flesh. And God said this to me the other day. He said, Kenneth, uh, uh, you are. Uh, how, how do I explain this so that I don't give away too much from the next message? But I, he said to me, he said, Kenneth, you are ignorant in the sense that you can't tell what you have need of. You've mixed your signals. And over the course of time, you've been having mixed signals. That's why you you eat when you're not hungry. You go to the refrigerator looking for something that you think will satisfy you when it doesn't have anything to do with something natural. The satisfaction comes in something that's spiritual and you've missed that. And many of us, we go to different things searching for what only the spirit can satisfy. We're going to talk about that in, in, in not next week, but the next week. But I want you to see this. Go to Romans one, because the spirit realm is where, listen, the spirit realm is where God resides. And I want you to see this. Romans one and 20 says, for the invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen being understand by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. He's saying this. That everything that happens in the spirit is invisible. But what he's done is he's giving a natural manifestation or something so you can understand what you cannot see. So you can start to see what you cannot see. Let me let me let me give you some examples, because most of us really don't understand the importance of this this thing that we 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 would understand as the spirit realm. And we struggle because of that. Listen. God has given us keys of the kingdom that reside in the spirit. Right. But there are natural things that we have to do to accomplish those things. Things like prayer. It's a natural thing, but it's accomplishing things in the spirit, whether it be a prayer of faith, a prayer of petition, a a prayer of, of agreement, a prayer of intercession, a prayer of praise and worship, a prayer of consecration and dedication. Did you know there are a lot of different prayers? And there are a lot of different ways to communicate with God based on what you're praying for, who you talk to, who you can talk to directly. I know that seems strange, but it's true. But he's given us other keys, other keys to the kingdom that are spiritual keys. But we, we, we've taken them as natural and we only see natural uh, uh, attributes like sowing and reaping. It's a key to the kingdom. It will unlock uh, unlock what's best for you, not just in the area of finances. Did you know that? He that would have friends, anybody ever need, needed or wanted a good friend, must first show himself friendly. Got to sow a seed of friendliness. Right? In order to gain it, you got to sow that seed of it first. There are things that happen that are keys to the kingdom beyond uh, uh, even prayer and sowing and reaping. Listen, God has keys to the kingdom in how we communicate certain things as well. And so those are all spiritual situations. I forgot even one more communion. That's another big thing. When we really understand communion, the problem is, is that we don't really understand communion. The Bible says that we're weak. And some die because we don't discern it properly. Did you know that? Okay, I got to keep moving. Okay. 
communion, I'm glad somebody asked. The rest of y'all was probably thinking it, but you wanted me to hurry up so we can get out of here. Communion is a key to the kingdom, and the Bible says that many of us are weak and some even die because they don't discern communion properly, his body properly. Because there's a spiritual significance behind communion and how we set ourselves to receive communion and what we remember in communion. But we've taken it as just something you do every so often in church. Just get me a little bread, a little wine. And we miss what Jesus is trying to remind us of that is a key to your physical well-being. Because he made a distinction. Listen, in communion, I got to say this. He made a distinction between bread and wine. But most of us only deal with wine. We see the salvation of God and the new covenant ratified through his blood, the wine, but we don't discern his body and everything that his body took on for us. So we miss the spiritual thing and that key is lost because we don't understand spirit. We've, we've been so long stuck in natural vision that we only can see what natural things we can, we can accomplish. And that's why when it comes time, listen, I'm going to go back to giving because it's one that everybody struggles with. When it comes time to give, that's why we struggle with putting our money in. That's why we struggle with giving the tenth and an offering and alms. Yeah. Oh, wait, I, I gave something. I gave something, God. You'd be happy. But if we understood the spiritual principle behind it, behind it, how I'm unlocking blessings to be poured out upon me. That maybe I don't see at the moment. But can I tell you a secret? I don't see how many times God stopped uh, uh, caused a light. I call them traffic lights, not stop lights. So they don't stop for me all the time. But a traffic light to turn red. So I miss an accident that's up ahead. That's 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 something that happens in the spirit that I miss, because did you know that's where angels and demons reside? And if we were able to have our eyes open, do you remember the story? And I I don't have time to go there because I got to get to Ephesians. I haven't even gotten there yet. And I'm looking at time. I'm going to take my time, though. Okay. do you remember when uh, Elijah was 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 saying to uh, he was surrounded by the armies and Elijah was chilling and the guy that was with him was like, why are you not scared, man? All these people coming to get us. And he said, don't you see that there be more with us than be with them? And the dude's like, I don't get this. How are you saying there's more with us than be with them? I don't get it. And then he said, father, open his eyes. Well, wait a minute. His eyes were already open. He's talking about allow him to see with his true eyes, those spiritual eyes. Let him see that there be more with us than be with them. And then he saw across the mountains and everywhere across the whole thing surrounding them. He saw nothing but angels standing at the ready to destroy that whole army. If we could see in the spirit what God has for us, that we stop. 
that we halt, not God, from acting on our behalf because we're natural. We're trying to figure out how we can do it. And God says, I told you, if every time I pass the bucket, every time I put it on your heart to give to someone, if you just do it. If when you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep, instead of going to the refrigerator, instead of going to the refrigerator, get up and pray. Begin to prepare the way. Be like how John did. John prepared the way for the Lord. He came and he proclaimed something. Let prayer do that. That is a spiritual key. Right? When you feel some symptoms in your body, declare what God says. You're releasing something into the spirit. I tell this in my premarital counseling class. So if you've ever been through this, um, the, the character for man and the character for woman, when they come together, when they come together, is the same character as God. And God is saying that the way the reason why I did that is because I wanted you to see that when husbands and wives agree. It's just like me saying it. The enemy can't tell the difference. Do you ever wonder why you always arguing with your spouse? You ever ask that question? Why am I always arguing? It ain't even that major. It ain't even that crucial. It ain't even that critical. But we always mad. Especially when we start talking about things that are for our good. When we start figuring out how we can save money, how we can give to this thing, how we can handle this situation, it seems like something's always said that causes us to have a little ruckus, a little disagreement. You ever wonder why? Because the enemy understands if you ever figure out that when you and your spouse agree, it's the same as God saying it. And it gets done. The angels will not make, they won't even hesitate. They won't look back like, am I supposed to do that, God? No, they'll think he said it. And they will go accomplish it if we learn to understand spirit. Amen. Is is that Doug back there or was that angels back there? (laughs) But I want you to understand that in this room now, our angels set waiting to see what you do with what you hear. But there are also devils set and waiting to see what what you do with what you hear. Have you ever, have you ever had, no, I ain't gonna go there. Let me keep going. I haven't even gotten to Ephesians yet. Ephesians chapter six. First, let's go to first Peter. First Peter five. I need you to see this. And then we're going to Ephesians chapter six. All right, Ephesians chapter six. And 10, but we're going to 1 Peter first. 1 Peter 5 and 8. If I can get there. 1 Peter 5 and 8. Man, it is hot up in this joint. Okay. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says this. Be sober. That means be alert. Be vigilant. Be on guard. Because your adversary, the devil... As a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom steadfast resist in the faith. You need to understand that you have an adversary who is the devil. 
He is roaming about trying to devour you. But if you're not on guard, it doesn't just mean be naturally on guard because we're going to find out that he's not dealing with natural stuff. We too often are looking at natural stuff. We wait until the person that's down the street starts uh, uh, starts to yell at us or our co-worker doesn't act right. And then we respond to that rather than understanding the truth. Here's the truth. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In the power of whose might? In the power of whose might? In the power of whose might? So does that mean it's your natural strength? What does it have to mean then? It's God's strength. So he's de- you're dealing in spirit. Amen? And in the power of his might. What does it say next? It says this. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we, listen, this is crucial that you understand this. Listen to this so the next time the person in the car ahead of you gets on your nerves, the waiter at the restaurant or the people at the restaurant or when you're in line somewhere or you're at work, you're, 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 something's happening and you get frustrated, remember this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It has nothing to do with the people who are there. It has nothing to do with the people who were there. It has nothing to do with the people who were there. Can I tell you something? I got to keep reading that. But if we would learn this in spirit, we stop having so much bitterness in our hearts. You stop being in a place where you say, I can't talk to them. I just can't talk to them. What had nothing to do with them? See, the problem is, is that the enemy got you looking at the wrong thing. You're back in natural instead of spirit. He's saying, look, I got that suck up, man. He don't even know it's me. You remember when people used to do this? Come here, come here, Anthony, real quick. You know when people be standing behind you and they do this and they tap you on the shoulder over here and you got them looking at the person over here? I know you nobody does that anymore, but, 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 but when they did that, that's the way the devil's doing it. He taps you on the shoulder over here. It's him who did it, but you saw the person who was back here and now you're mad at him and he's laughing at you because you're a big dummy when you never even saw him to use what God has given you against him. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. <laughs> Do you understand that? Yes. Because that's how it works. And you all, listen, everybody in here, including myself, gets caught up in that. When we mad at the wrong person. And we got bitterness in our heart. We got frustration. We got anger. And we're dealing with stuff that we shouldn't be carrying because it was never about the person who hurt you. Never. It was about your adversary, the devil. And because we weren't sober, we were drunk on the world, drunk on ourselves. We weren't vigilant to stay, to stay active in the word. It cost us a relationship. Because remember, that's part of what Jesus came for. So the enemy doesn't want you to have a good relationship. That's why you got bitterness. So he came in through a wrong position and you mad at the wrong person. When it was the devil. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Principalities, what? Against powers, what? 
against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I was talking to, I don't remember who it was. I think I had this conversation with three different people, so I don't know who I was talking to. If it was you, you know I was talking to you. But I was, I was talking to him about going back to Alabama. I think it was RJ and Marianne when we were going um, the other day to pray. Um, when I go back to Alabama, as soon as I land and I get amongst the people, there's this there's this overwhelming spiritual oppression that begins to hit. It is overwhelming how you feel so oppressed and it's depression that is everywhere and you just feel it. And the people who are there have no clue because they've been used to it. It's their normal. Right. It's their normal. They walk through life every day, figuring out, working out in the midst of that oppression. And they have no clue. We come in and I know whenever I go home to visit and I don't go back that often, not that my mother and father aren't there. And when I go back there. I'm like, I have to leave here. I cannot. I, I, I have no peace. I feel I feel just awful. And I'm ready to leave. Because that spiritual wickedness in high places, that's the principality over the area. Did you know that when we first moved here, I sensed the same kind of thing, but it wasn't for it wasn't for oppression and depression for for the people in that way. It was a whole different kind. It was such a carefree, fleshy attitude of my recreation. Only what matters to me. How can I be okay? What works for me? I've got to go to the mountains today. I've got to do this today. I, it's just about me. I don't have time for Jesus. And that's the spirit that's in this area that we need to be taking authority over. But we're too natural. So we're just mad at people. Instead of dealing with the spirit. And so here we are. So here we are in this situation where he tells us now, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. OK, listen, he's telling you, listen. When the when there's an evil day that's coming for all of us, can I tell you something? How many of you have ever had a day where you're just like. My God, how did this happen? I know, I, I know, this morning, this morning. And that's why she had to be here. And, and I, as a matter of fact, I told her to stay in the hospital with her son. But she said, I have to be here. She made, so what she did was she made a choice that says, I need God in the midst of what I'm going through. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And so, having done all to stand, he says, listen, you're going to have an evil day. Every one of us is going to have a day where you're going to get punched in the mouth and it's going to hit you so quick. You're not going to know how did I get from zero to 100? And I'm in it. An attack of the enemy, something over my business, something over my children, something over my family, something over my finances, whatever it is, something attacks us. And it is that. And God says, having done all to stand, have you done all to stand? Make sure you no matter what, don't let it keep you down. Stand. 
Don't take the position of falling back or laying down, even if it catches you off guard and it does knock you to the floor. Having done all the stand, you ever seen those boxes, man? I love this one. I used to watch Rocky, even though that's not real, but I love that. How Rock Man would be down, crawling around the floor, getting up on the rope, climbing up to the top just so he can get up, man. Sometimes you may feel like that. Sometimes it may hit you so hard that you lost like that, you're dazed like that. And God needs you to just say, wait a minute, no matter what, get back up and stand. And he tells us something that will help us stand. And this is all spiritual stuff. Having your loins girt about with truth. Let me just read through these and I'll go back and explain them. And having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Where? In the spirit. See, this is key. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So he tells us first, he's saying, when you haven't done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Now, what I want you to understand is that loins is the area of reproduction. Right? It's what I produce. I want it always to be founded in Jesus. Sanctify him through that truth. That word is truth. The word was, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. You didn't forget that part, did you? Everything that I produce to be founded in Jesus. I cannot leave this position of Jesus. I must make sure that everything that I do is founded in him. The next thing is, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, I have to make sure that I guard my heart to keep remembering that no matter what my actions may have been, because of Jesus, I am now the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. The thing that hurts us more than anything else is that breastplate not being intact. The enemy attacks us more times with fiery darts that hit us right in that area. More often than not, we feel as if God couldn't love us. We've done something that's beyond repair or we've got to go do six Hail Marys, read six scriptures and whatever else you need to do to feel better about yourself. Can I tell you something? When I first became a believer. This is kind of embarrassing, but it's still a part of next week's message. But I struggled with when I did something that I thought was wrong. Right. Something that that I thought, you know, what God, I, I messed this up. And instead of it being a place that ran me back to him, it ran me into a position of wanting to do something else wrong. wanting to do something else wrong not not just doing something else wrong but wanting to do something else wrong and I didn't understand that and God had to deal with me about that and I'm going to talk about that next week but I want you to understand that that place of heart is a crucial part that's why he says after what you produce being in Jesus making sure that your heart always remembers that you are special you are priceless You are valuable. God loves you. You are worth it. You are in right standing with him no matter what you have done, 
No matter the trips and falls, the stumbles that you make along the way, you are in right standing with God right now if you made Jesus Lord. And the enemy can't steal that from you. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, meaning that remember Jesus as the Prince of Peace, we're taking for peace everywhere that we go. Why? Because we're bringing people into peace. We're bringing people into peace. Did you know, listen, listen, I had a guy come to me and I'm hurrying. I am picking up the pace because I think I'm losing you. Unless y'all start talking to me, I'm losing. Here's the deal. I had a guy, I'm coming out of the store and the guy runs up to me and he starts talking to me about, about uh, asking me these questions of do I know who Jesus is and when he's coming back and all this stuff. And, 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 and he's, a, he's another guy who is trying to witness to me. Okay. So I'm listening to what he has to say and just something's just not sitting well with me. And he's asking me questions. I'm I'm answering his questions. And I'm as part of the not sitting well was I was late already. It was late. I was in a hurry. I needed to get to the next door. But I was willing to listen. I was willing to hear what he said. And then he said to me the same thing. Do you guys remember when I told you about the cult that was around the corner that he said the same thing? And I said, I'm going to take a minute with this guy. Because he started telling me that Jesus had already come back again and he was in, in some place. I forgot where he told me he was and that I got to be able to receive that same Jesus. And I said, but the same Jesus who left is the same Jesus who's coming back, not a new Jesus. Amen. He said the same one. And then I said, the same, listen, listen, I said, uh, if they start telling you, lo, I'm here, lo, I'm there. Don't listen. My return will be like lightning, how it lights up the whole sky. Everyone will know, not just a handful. And, and, and he couldn't hear me. He was immediately then like he just went into dug in deeper. So I couldn't share anything with him. We just had to part ways amicably. And when I got in the car, I just said, God, I said. This is why people are so confused and they're coming in the name of Jesus. But it is a lie from the devil. And it is our job to bring peace to people, not confusion, not condemnation. For the son of man did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John three seventeen, right? Okay, I'm hurrying, guys. I'm almost finished. Okay. And above all, he tells you above all, taking the shield of faith. It's so important, guys, to have a shield that can stand up against what the enemy sends towards you. Your faith is crucial. I, I was going to read some stuff from Hebrews. We don't have time to do that today. I want you to read through Hebrews 11. Can y'all do that for homework? Because by faith, it tells us all the things that were accomplished by faith. And he says, where would you should be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation? That means have your mind guarded, your mind guarded, your mind guarded, salvation to be set free to be made whole renew your mind change how you think and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god uh one of the biggest struggles for most of us is is that we have no shield because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word so we get beat up 
in the spirit because we don't know what to say in response to guard our hearts against what the enemy is trying to do. And then we have no weapon to go on the attack to tell Satan to get behind us because we got no word, the sword of the spirit, which is the word. We've let natural things come in front of us. I tell you guys, I, 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 have, I have changed my priorities, I'll be honest with you, um, from when I'm out, instead of just listening to, to music, you know, Christian music or whatever, or watching a video, I'm constantly paying attention to different ministers that are, that are preaching to me on a consistent basis. I'm hearing the word on a consistent basis. Sometimes I just let the Bible read to me while I'm doing bread. Just put it on and just read and listen and soak it in because I need the word of God because it is the way that I'm going to be able to excel in the spirit. And my family needs it. My family needs me to be able to be someone who can stand and, uh, and stand watch for them. Your family needs you to be able to stand watch for them. <clears throat> Praying always with all supplication, excuse me, prayer and supplication in spirit. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Guys, it is it is so important that we start to learn this, this piece of spirit just as much as of word and truth. It has to change how we worship. It has to change how we pray. It has to change how we communicate with one another. It has to change how we respond to situations. I'm going to stop there. There's so much more to be said about this. Even, even what I'm talking about, just, just talking about the armor of God. The, 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 the sad thing for me is, can I, can I be real with you? I know that the heat makes us tired. Yeah. But can I tell you something? I'm telling you something that's there to protect you spiritually. Even if you can't hear me now, go back. Listen again. Because this piece is major for you to be able to do what Jesus did. Jesus did nothing until spirit was upon him. Jesus did nothing without understanding what the will of the Spirit, Holy Spirit, God, ever said. Amen? So for you to be able to be successful, for people to be able to, to, to come in. I, I, uh, uh, last night, and one last thing, and I promise you guys thought I was finished. You were like, Phew. no, one more. Uh, Kimoy uh, texted me late last night and was telling me about a situation. I'm, you don't mind if I tell this. I keep doing that, man. Start telling the story before I ask. Uh, is he was telling me the story of uh, uh, an inmate who was going through their process and paperwork, and this guy was like uh, Crip City man. Thug, I mean, thugged out. You really wouldn't want to be around him. He'd make you nervous, man, uncomfortable. And as he was going through the paperwork, the guy said to to uh, Kimoy, he says, "I I want to talk to you." And Kimoy's like, "Okay, sure, sure." So they sat in the office together and the guy was telling them how he started. People were, t- let me make sure I say this. The people who knew this guy said that he doesn't communicate, just gives you one word answers and stuff like this. But he said, I really need to talk to Kamoy. And Kamoy's in there in the office with this guy and he's talking to him. And the guy's just telling him all the stuff that he's done, how his mother, his grandmother died, right? His brother died and all the things that he felt like, hey, I'm in a situation where I went and lived my life in a way that God could never love me. That God could never forgive me. And of course, he shared with him the truth of God's word. 
And then he asked him, he said, he says, listen, do you know Jesus? And he said, and, and he said, do, do you want to receive Jesus? And the guy said, yes, 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 I do. Am I right? Is that right? I'm telling it right. Okay. And the guy's excited, wants to receive Jesus, excited about it because the spirit of God yes. was at work. Amen. He just needed access yes. through someone willing to take some time with a guy who was kind of scary. To be left alone with a guy that was kind of scary. To share truth. So that this guy is now a part of the kingdom. And although it may have only been uh, Kimoy and the guy in the room, all of heaven in spirit rejoiced. Had a party, was shouting right there with him, excited about life change. If we start to remember how excited God gets about that, maybe we would share more with other people. Instead of worrying about what they're going to think of me, so what? Can I tell you the truth? A lot of people don't like you already that smile on your face. (laughs) It's it's true. So why not? Why not just tell them about Jesus while you at? Amen? Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you're Word is true and forever settled in heaven. I thank you that you're faithful, God, that you're, you're so faithful. Father, I thank you that today is just the beginning of us uh, understanding, uh, just taking a, a dip into understanding the spirit. It's just a little toe dip here. Father, help us to, to be immersed in your spirit, to be able to understand that we are spirits. We have souls and we live in bodies, but we're spirits and we need to understand the kingdom and the spiritual peace. And so, Father, I thank you that we are open to this, that we don't run, that we don't become fearful or afraid, that we're open to seeing the scriptures that talk about how spirit is crucial. He is valuable. Jesus said it is it is best for you that I go away so that the Holy Spirit would come. I thank you, Father, that. As we're leaving this place, we're not leaving your presence, but we're going forth with your authority, with your anointing, your joy, your love, your peace, your grace to go out and share Christ with so many others. Thank you, Father God, that you make us bold witnesses. But more than that, Father God, and and, and and also with that, I should say, thank you, Father. You show us how to stand against the devil. And what he would try to attack, we'd be sober, we'd be vigilant against the adversary, not against flesh and blood, but against the adversary, the devil. Thank you, Father God, for revealing, open our eyes to see into the spirit, the things that are going on. And we receive it all in Jesus name. Amen.